1: You're listening to the Wes and Walker show. I've got another restaurant we haven't talked about, too. Let me just throw
2: out a little sagebrush for you. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. It's Wes Sagebrush. They used to be in Winston, too. Shout out to Cactus Jacks in uh, Winston-Salem. And Walker. What it's makes no me
1: laugh there. is Fitty being so seduced by some of these <laughs> restaurants. Right. Let me throw Sagebrush. Oh, my God. Only on Sports
3: <laughs> Radio 92.7 FM wfMC uh,
1: Throw the peanuts. Yes, Walker, Sagebrush. Yeah. We gotta find you a local Sagebrush to attend, Fiddy, just so you can scratch that itch. Because it that is a fantastic drop. And you were so excited. I've never seen you react. Well, maybe that's not true, but man, Sagebrush got you to react as excited as I've seen you react to a lot of other things.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's it was a legendary spot in Monroe. Now it's now now there's a biker bar. In that, in that same little area that my, uh, my uncle frequents quite a bit. So it's, it's just a real, you're talking about great memories. That's where we spent a lot of Friday nights. All right. I'm looking
1: up nearest Sagebrush here. God, I would love to get them on as a sponsor because nobody's going to have a drop like that for Sagebrush. They're, they don't even know anybody's talking about him right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a guy that was, uh, you know gushing Mm -hmm. about them over the air turned on you could say yeah (laughs) by 100 i'm the nearest one that i see when i type it into my apple maps i don't know if this is true people can correct me on the text line if they want to 704-570-9610 the nearest one i see is in wilkesboro is that true
2: 65
1: miles away from where we are currently i guess so man
2: that's drivable. We should do a show from Sagebrush. Right. <laughs> <Really should. laughs> I know we'd all embrace it. You need to just send them the clip then and ask them.
4: I'm sure they would be down for it.
1: You could hear the crunch of people stepping on the peanut shells in the background. Yep. You could hear the ambiance of the, the George. Kitchen
4: staff getting yelled at because yep. they didn't cook the
1: steak right. The George Strait playing in the background. <laughs> I want that ambiance for us. <laughs> that would be us at just peak Wes and Walker. At Sagebrush. Come get your $5 steak Salisbury today.
2: Steak. Although, I don't
1: really remember how expensive it was. Even I don't know.
2: Lloyd says Shelby has one. Okay.
1: So, there's one. I mean, that's still oh, going to be. but it
2: closed. They said about 5 ago.
1: Mm, Cody from Kings Mountain. He would know. <laughs> <laughs> from Kings Mountain telling you, yeah, it actually closed about five years ago. King of the Marlowe Militia. The one in Boone is closed now. Bring back Sagebrush, man. I'm sorry. I apologize to all those sagebrushes that just weren't able to survive. I bet COVID really knocked it out. <sighs> RIP to a staple in North Carolina. Mm. All right, not RIP though, to another staple. Oh in no, the Wilkesboro
4: Charlotte. one is also closed as no! well. Hey. All right. I spent
1: I spent time yelling, I can't yell, and yet I spent time yelling about sagebrush.
4: So what Podunt town in North Carolina still has a open sagebrush?: I looked at it. I, I
1: can't yes, this is Tarboro. This, Oh, you're you're just saying maybe f- wrong answers only type yeah. of question. I mean, you would think Catawba County might have a sagebrush. They got a boxcar grill, though. That's enough. <laughs> Monster shout out to boxcar grill. I used to grow up on 25 to 50 cent wings. It was a big deal when 25 cent wings went up to 50 cent wings. We're like, whoa, hey, inflation. Geez, what's going on? Now it costs an arm and a leg just to get 15 chicken wings if you want them anywhere. That's enough of my day in sports history. Let's actually go to the Live Wire on current events. What's going on out there, Fiddy?
2: Live wires on the team, connect. Get respect for
3: their realness. I know you feel this. The
2: east of the west, up north to the down south. Live wires connect.
4: All right. I don't have any sound from Frank Wright from his press conference today. But I do have, a, I guess, a status update on Austin Corbett, who did return to practice. But he said he has to go through a personal training camp to get himself ready to actually play on the football field. So I guess my question is, as we address his return, does Corbett play before the bye? And if he doesn't, should the Panthers maybe just consider... Maybe not playing him at all.
1: Oh, no. Oh. hell no. Well,
4: no. I, I, I mean, if you're 0-6 and, and we were talking yesterday that there's going to be a lot on the table.
1: Man, so th- I'm going to go the other way on this. Usually, you want to make sure somebody is 100% before you bring them back. At, at, as close to 100% as you can possibly get, right? Like, I remember having this conversation when Greg Olson was banged up a few years back. You do this with your star players. It's classic radio fodder. Do you bring them back when they're 80% or do you wait for 100% so they don't risk re-injury going forward? Austin Corbett's got a number one overall prospect to block for. Like if he's good to go and you're not worried about re-injury and we can get a confirmation on that from the medical staff that knows a lot more about that than I do, then yeah, man, you bring Corbett back yesterday. Chandler Zavala is the worst guard in the NFL. Right now, that's what's happening. It doesn't mean he's going to be, but the way he's playing, he's the worst guard in the NFL. You got Throckmorton, who is helping out a tiny bit, but West, this offensive line, has been so bad. He's been—they've been They've been awful. And so I think you're probably bringing Zavala to the sideline again, moving a Throckmorton from the right to the left side, putting Corbett in there, regardless of how good you think he is, whether he's average or pretty damn good, it's going to be a lot better than what you've seen. Yeah, I hope he comes back sooner rather than later. I know that.
2: Yeah, and I mean, is this what we're at in sports. Every time things go south, we talk about resting guys and not risking injury for sure. Like I said, this is not Larry Allen, Nate Newton, Kevin Gogan, any Zach of these Martin. guys. Take your pick, Quentin Nelson, any of these guards. I mean, good lord. These guys get it's paid to Top play. So if the Panthers and the Hornets don't have great seasons, should we not come to work? Should we sit out and try to risk not getting injured? I mean, I I don't know. But uh yeah, I think that he definitely needs to come back as soon as he's able to play. This offensive line is in dire need of somebody to come back and provide some stability and he's going to be possibly that guy so I think as soon as he's available if he goes to a week of practice and looks like he's ready to go then he should go but if he has to wait until after the bye then yes but I think you put him in a practice I think even Austin Corbett at seventy-five, seventy percent percent is going to be better than what you're getting from Chandler Zavala right
1: now. Now, you're not going to have the full array of Power Rangers teaming up and blocking for Bryce Young because Brady Christensen is out for the year, but you can get ever so close. And we know continuity matters a lot. We know that Austin Corbett and Brady Christensen on that offensive line with these three others that have been playing, they were pretty good last year if you can bring one more piece back into the fold even if you can't bring back brady christensen out for the season then you need to do that as long as he's healthy enough to not re-injure anything yes hopefully he can go back as soon as possible because it's been so bad protecting for bryce young and even in the run game in even the run game hasn't been blocking very well
4: update on the uh, sagebrush watch there appears to be one in moxville fayetteville lumberton so we got our options we, we might need to still a hall you know yeah.
2: get a hotel can we expense that? Shh. God, hotels in some of those places where we could put together 20 bucks a piece and get a hotel in some of these places. Maybe probably have some money left over.
1: What does that say that not only we are trying so hard to find an active sagebrush that we're actually talking about hotels to stay? Yeah. Because you know what kind of town is still going to have a sagebrush. And now we're, we're we're looking at motels, okay? We're not right. looking at hotels. There's a big old difference. Yeah. Possible robberies, possible mm-hmm. crime threat. Hide yeah, your I'm kids, good. hide your
2: wife type of stuff. i good. I think that would be a turning barn for me. <laughs> wow. Right. A good old remote at
4: Sagebrush.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> only really got wild a little bit.
4: <laughs> um, so a big talking point on the station at Anno Mac and Bone got into it. Uh, Charlotte Sports Today with Jeff Rickard got into it. Has been Major League Baseball. Uh, coming to the state of North Carolina, we referenced this yesterday during the latest visit to the mound. Well, the guy that stirred up such the talking point, Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, he joined Kyle Bailey yesterday in the afternoon to say, if he were the owner of said team, would he prefer it to be in Raleigh, where us Hurricanes are, or here with us in the Queen City?
3: I've said for a long
4: time,
1: admittedly then I think Charlotte is the place to put a baseball team. I think this city's ready. But you, I know, are biased when it comes to Raleigh. You think it would work out there in Raleigh. Why is that? Look, I'm sure it'd work both places. I think it'd work in North Carolina. And I'm biased because I'm there, right, more often. But I think what we have to do is make sure whatever happens, we
3: give ourselves the best chance to get a team in North Carolina. And so I don't know enough about the choices to have a – strong opinion at this moment
1: that makes sense but just so i'm clear it sounds like you might prefer raleigh but you'd be open to putting a team in charlotte if that's where major league baseball would prefer it is that right i think that's fair nice clarity seeking from kyle bailey during that interview with tom dundon so mr dundon would be cool with a baseball team here in charlotte if that was the best location for it Wes, we talked about this a little bit yesterday you've surprised both of us by sending us a picture of you watching playoff baseball yesterday. (laughs) I know you said you might check out some playoff baseball, but still we were a little surprised. Either way, would you be excited about a baseball team in North Carolina if it was in Raleigh? Or do you, the Charlotte native that you are, need it to be in the Queen City for you to be excited about
2: it? I mean, I would be excited regardless, for sure, anytime You know, I I think that would be cool to have an MLB team here, but definitely I would want it to be in the Queen City. I mean, the Canes, I've grown to love them very, very much, and I'm okay with the fact I've come to grips with the fact that they're in Raleigh because I feel like everything should be here, and I still feel very strongly that we should be the capital of North Carolina. I have a... Like you know, okay. a little bit of chip on my shoulder for Raleigh because I feel like we are the best city and we mm. should be the capital.
1: Take that, Sir Walter Raleigh. Yeah, please get out of here. <laughs> I don't care about your historic significance. That's right. Um, I w- I would be a fan either way. I'd be happy. I want it in Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, I think this is I think this is how most people feel. Yeah. I know Mac and Bone were talking about it too. People in Charlotte probably do want it here in the Queen City because there's a little bit more of an impromptu deciding to go to to a game factor. If you want to go to a game and it's in Raleigh, then you are going to have to go get a hotel, not just for Sagebrush, but to go out there maybe and go attend a night game and then come back the next day, something like that. Go catch a series, make a weekend out of it. Now that might be fun, but here in Charlotte, you could say, hey. We might as well just you know, drive the 15, 20 minutes that it might take to get to the stadium, and it'd be a lot of fun. I want it here in Charlotte as well, but I'll absolutely rep the Carolina Pitmasters if that is who was playing baseball on the eastern part of the state.
2: The Carolina Pitmasters. Huh? You gave it the name. You like that one the most.
1: Uh, that's what we talked about yesterday. Yeah. So I, I rolled with it. That's what I decided okay. to do. All right, that'll do it for uh, our Live Wire segment. We will move on. We have a couple more Carolina Panthers topics we want to hit. I did want to mention... You don't have many more opportunities left for our show, at least. If you want tickets to the Bank of America Roval 400 this Sunday on the 8th, just text us keyword PIT, P-I-T, text PIT to 704-570-9610, PIT to 570 9610 and you will be entered to win tickets to the Bank of America Robo 400 this Sunday on the 8th of October it's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ more Wesson Walker coming up next
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken but I've enjoyed the order of operation of the tracks that we have played. Today. It's been a little bit better today.
1: I mean, it's always good. It's not. Yeah. See? Oh, damn yeah, it. you messed up. You messed up. That he's gonna uh-huh. take offense to it. Yeah, hey,
2: you know you can't critique too
1: too hard. I wasn't even <laughs> critiquing. Mean, I was What's just trying Joshua? to. I was just trying to say like it's been extra special today. But you
2: can't slip up and say no. anything that
4: could be conceived no, negative. No, I can't. Well, the thing is, like I don't mind the criticism, but it's <laughs> y'all's music that I play. But it's not any criticism. We were just
1: trying to give you some love, man. Yeah, you better, Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it, and. <laughs>
3: a nationwide test of the emergency alert system issued by the Federal Emergency Management Agency covering the United States from 2:20 to 2:40 p.m. Eastern Time This is only a test no action is required by the public
2: Man, I don't know if you guys are hiding under your desk or what, but I always find that to be very creepy. So. Uh,
1: the, the the tunes were a little bit better than that, but yes, this was a nationwide test. We did know about it. We were going to try to tell people a little bit about it, but instead we were talking about the jams. Can I tell you about one of the stupidest things I've ever heard from someone regarding that nationwide test? What's that? Are those warnings? There was one time that one of my friends back in college, we were all watching TV and that test thing, you know, came across the screen, you know, right? Like it's only a test, you know, whatever. Right. And the person watching said, Oh my God, I'm so tired. I do not want to take a test right now. (laughs) It's a true story. Dumb, dumb. Somebody said, yeah, it was, this is only a test, whatever, yada, yada. Oh man, I'm just so tired. It was real late. I don't want to take a test right now. Please don't make me take a test. And we all look and we're like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Or like, what? Are we gonna have to like was press it one a of those buttons? where y'all like
2: kind of laughed, and you thought that he was gonna laugh, and then you figured out from his demeanor that he was serious about it? Well, it was a girl, so it okay. was a
1: girl who did this. But yeah. yes, we we she and you know, good spirit, got good grades. Like one of those people that got excellent grades, Look smart but not street. But smart. but just sometimes the nonsense, just the common, sense. common sense. Blonde? No common sense. No, actually. Wow, not blonde. <sighs> No, I'm not playing into that stereotype. But yeah, we were all pretty dumbfounded ourselves of how dumb that was. Funny story. Love to tell it every once in a while. But that's what that reminds me <laughs> of. That was a of. good one. And that's what rem- that's what that reminds me of every
2: single time. It reminds me, uh that type of level of intelligence reminds me of a story that my great grandmother once told me that I still crack up about to this day. Uh just real quick, would you like to hear it? I would. It was I one of the it, like uh, it was this guy who stayed in her neighborhood. Um, I forgot what his name. Because, you know, the old heads, they call everybody by Mr. or Mrs. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he said that Is it he real, was, Like a southern thing. Yeah, so he was with his man, and they were at, like, a, a stopping place, like an intersection or whatever. And he told his boy, he said, let me know if there's a car coming. And so they're, si- <laughs> so they're sitting there, and they pull out. And they were okay, so the story could get a little more of it. They get hit by a car or whatever and he said uh he said, "I told you to let me know if there was a car coming, and he said, It was a truck." <laughs> that was a real story. Like she that, told me that it was one of the neighbors wait, in her neighborhood that, that
1: That's got to gotta be. That's got to be one of the myths though <laughs> that your grandma <laughs> told you that she thought was just funny. That's got to be like a great old person joke that just was passed down. She said generation that to generation. And
2: then when they got to that car crash, she I said, mean, I told a, you as long as, me if a car was coming, <laughs> and he said it was a truck.
1: As long as they're okay, I hope that story's <laughs> yeah, true. They, was, they were okay. Um, there's, there's just, can you imagine? I mean, you're swinging. You're so what once you're healthy enough, oh, no doubt. you're swinging.
2: No, that that in my opinion requires a slap. Something a little bit worse. I mean, that. you could have died. Yeah. You, you absolutely could have died. So yeah, all right. That that was
1: a nice story time from both of us. Big time Wesson Walker story time. What else you got for us?
2: Okay, all right. So (laughs) Going back to the Carolina Panthers as someone who hopefully doesn't end up being the butt of a dumb Mm -hmm. person or dumb joke. We're talking about Bryce Young.
1: Are the Panthers going to get hit by a truck this weekend? (laughs)
2: Right. And the rough start that they have had. And sometimes when you look at situations in life, I know I'm a firm believer in this. I think a lot of times people who start out kind of with the most adversity end up doing the greatest of things. And everything is stacking up against him. Ricky classmates playing great. Team not playing well. which I'm sure this is the first time in his life that he's ever lost to this degree, man. And so we're wondering, will he benefit from this? Let's first go to some sound. James Palmer on the Steve Smith Senior Podcast talking about understanding Carolina fans and being upset with what's happening right now with C.J. Stroud and the way that he's playing.
3: So there's a chance they could be, I hate to be the hater on it, they could be 0-6 coming off a bye facing C.J. Stroud. Who is? Let's let's be clear. The way he has played has helped those pitchforks come out, right? Because when you have the when you have the number one pick, where are you in a spot? You have the ability to do what? Pick anybody. Yeah. When you're number two, you're the Houston Texans. Well, Bryce was gone, so yeah. we picked Stroud. You're in. You're, I don't think people understand like the different position organizations are in in terms of did you miss or did you hit. When you're picking two, the other guy's already been picked. You can't do anything yeah. about it. Nope. So even if Bryce is balling, well, guys, we couldn't have picked him. We were picking two. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Now, when you were one and you're going through some growing pains, and, again, we are four games in, and he's only played three, and the guy who's going two, who you had the option to pick, is balling out, then it's your organization's in a different situation because you could have had the other guy. All
2: right, so when you look at this, Bryce Young, Thus far, for those who don't know, he's only led Carolina to two scores, completed one pass of 20-plus yards. His total QBR is 27.8. That's last in the NFL among qualified quarterbacks. So nothing seems to be going right for this young man. But I also believe that for a lot of people sometimes in life, that's the spice of life is adversity, man. And people, it depends on how you respond to it. And so is this something that we think that could – build him into an elite quarterback down the road with all of the adversity that he's got going on right now.
1: Sure. I hope so. I mean, if he doesn't, then, then everybody calling him a bust after an Owen uh, four start will be correct because you can't bounce back from it. I, I right. Like he'll be able to bounce back from this. I don't expect Bryce Young to be an awful quarterback because of the start that Carolina's in. There's a lot of contributing factors right now. One of them is that he's only played three games in his NFL career, so he himself is 0-3 as a starter after missing the Seattle loss where Andy Dalton was in his place. So 0-3 is bad. The way Bryce Young is playing, throwing a couple of interceptions off the rip to Jesse Bates, not throwing it downfield, fumbling the football in crucial situations. This is the stuff that you're going to have to learn from. C.J. Stroud, James Palmer is right. The fact that he's playing so well, that is helping bring the pitchforks out. That's just how it is when you have your pick of everybody entered in the draft. It puts a lot of pressure on you to nail it. And look, I think a lot of that was kind of obvious in what James Palmer was discussing. But it, it for sure, it's true. When you have the number one overall pick, then the Texans do get to dodge what comes with that bullet because... You're just going to take the guy that's left over. We didn't even know if Houston was going to select CJ Stroud. That seemed to be a last minute thing when they made that selection. Houston was all in on Bryce Young themselves. That's what all the reporting was suggesting. And so, Wes, that reminds me of the Charlotte Hornets and the LaMelo Ball draft. Look, every GM, every franchise needs to deal with some luck. There is not any franchise that has succeeded that has not relied on some level of luck. And the Charlotte Hornets, they kind of fell into it when LaMelo Ball fell to them at number three. If James Wiseman would have been there, they would have selected James Wiseman. And that would not have gone nearly as well. But guess what? Golden State had their pick. They chose James Wiseman. And now we're all having conversations. Man, can you can you imagine what Golden State would have looked like if they would have selected LaMelo? But that didn't happen. The Hornets got the right guy in that scenario. And that's why we're questioning Carolina because Carolina selected Bryce Young, who is not playing nearly as well as CJ Stroud, whether it's the situation, whatever, right? That's just the fact is that he's not playing as well as CJ Stroud. And there's still a lot of career to go left for both of them. There's a lot of season left. But, yeah, this is why I totally understand what James Palmer is set, is telling you. When you trade up to go get the number one pick, you trade up for all the pressure that comes with it.
2: Yeah, and also, too, when we think about the fact of him coming out on the other side of this as an elite quarterback, is it more trust in the organization or trust in a player? Because you look at some notable NFL quarterbacks, Terry Bradshaw, his rookie only completed – of his passes, had a passer rating of 30.4. Brett Favre only played in two games his rookie year, didn't complete any of his four pass attempts, had two interceptions. Troy Aikman another one you look nine touchdowns to 18 interceptions his rookie year passer rating of 55.7 Cowboys went 1 and 15 look at what they did and then Peyton Manning uh you talk about 28 interceptions his first year they went 3 and 13 and then last I bring up Steve Young had a passer rating of 56.9 with 935 yards the Buccaneers went 2 and 14 so uh a lot of all of these guys went on to have starring roles on teams in the NFL. And so I'm going to bank more on the player. I just still believe in this young man. I think with his pedigree and everything that he's done, all of the tools that are there, I think that the greatness is there, man. And we can't allow ourselves to necessarily get caught up in just looking at the right now of things. We have to remember how many quarterbacks have struggled in their rookie years, how many guys I played on bad teams their rookie year and turned it around when things were looking bleak. And I just think that people, when they have great adversity in their life, if they're built from the right stuff, that they bounce back from that and use that for them uh, later in their careers. And so also that leads into, we talked about during the game when he got frustrated, slammed the ball down. And that was some of the first real uh, angry emotion that we've seen from Bryce Young. Do you think that, it would get to a point maybe where it boils over and we don't hear the soft-spoken young man that we've heard all the time that always says the right things to where we may hear some things that are a little bit uh, saucy coming out of Bryce Young from over there at the bank.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so, just because that's what happens when guys grow up in the league. I mean, you can see rookies across really any sport. A lot of the rookies are going to be a little more soft-spoken. And it's tough to speak with that level of conviction because you just don't know anything yet. You don't know as much, right? Mm-hmm. Even with Bryce Young, where everybody lauds him for his processing and understanding of the playbook with Carolina or his understanding with what happened at Alabama, there's still a lot to learn when you make that jump from college football to the NFL. I mean, even C.J. Stroud is going to have to learn some more things. He hadn't thrown an interception. The guy's been very good. But it's not like that for every single QB that makes that transition from college football to the NFL. So you're right. I do think Bryce Young... it. Frustration will boil over to the point where he will probably act differently than what he did his rookie season, because I think you see a lot of maturation for first year guys compared to their third year in the league. If you're talking about this season, yeah, compared to his first game, if you if you want to compare that to what his 10th game is going to look like. After the contest, when he's over there at the podium, yeah, I'm sure he will sound a lot different. That's just how it kind of goes for some of these younger players.
2: All right. And so uh, closing out that conversation, I had to ask you guys and pivot really quickly uh, as we close out this segment. To ask you about Sunday, we know the Falcons-Jaguars game uh, was in the U.K., and uh, we know we love the Disney movies over here at Wes and Walker. So I just wanted to get you guys' a thoughts on the Toy Story broadcast that they had on Sunday. And uh, did you guys enjoy that? I didn't watch it.
1: I did not watch it. But you it.
2: had to see clips online. I, I know you saw
1: it. I did see the clips. I thought the clips were pretty hilarious. And a lot of people apparently did like it from what I saw on my Twitter timeline. The clips I liked, though, for sure. So I had no problem with it. And I. Apparently the the animation, like the Pixar esque, mm-hmm. um, the when when they show some of the games on Nick Jr. Mm-hmm. or Nickelodeon or whatever, and they have the graphics all around. I do feel like parents, I feel like kids, uh, really enjoy it. But I I only saw the clips on Twitter, but I like from what I saw.
2: Well, the most call part. me a kid because That's I fine. enjoyed it very much. No, it's not. It's, no, I'm not saying that stance. you're not going to. Yeah. They said the NFL put a chip in each player's shoulder pass to track movement and then combines that with Hawkeye optical tracking like tennis they compared it to to animate the game in real life. And so when I was watching it, when I saw some of the movements, the players were doing like stuff in between the snaps. I was wondering how they were capturing that because when players would do certain things like scratch, themselves or do certain things i was like how are they getting that and when i saw how they did it but i thought it was pretty cool i did watch it for a while <laughs> bryce and i was sitting there yeah. watching it and i said bryce you like this and he didn't necessarily care for it too much and i said you want to keep watching this and he was like uh not really i said well we're gonna leave it on here for a while <laughs> well he's what like 11 yeah i was like? like we're gonna leave it on here for a while because i enjoyed it fitty did you watch any of it and uh did you enjoy it because i know you're a huge toy story guy
4: I didn't get to watch it as it was live because I was working Panthers pregame, but I was following all the reaction to it on Twitter. I think this is as successful a creative idea the NFL has done trying to get its its product to a younger audience much better than I think the slime games and stuff they've done. In, in in past, which have been, I like those too. which which have been even a uh, playoff games. They they mm-hmm. they do it. So yeah. I, I you know creative. It was cool. It was interesting. And the Slinky Dog as the change. That's exactly what I wanted to bring up. That oh was, I
2: like the aliens with the camera too.
4: Like <laughs> that's how you know someone in the production room got
1: it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, those guys were Toy Story fans. You know they're like, hey, please let me work on this product because I myself love me some Toy Story. You're totally right, Fiddy. Slinky Dog. The fact that he was the chain gang, fantastic. The aliens, the most underrated characters in the entire Toy Story franchise. Love that the aliens were involved a little bit. Those are some of the clips that I did see. Brian wrote in on the text line saying on 704 570 the Toy Story football animations looked better than any new NFL gameplay even did. And so a lot of people, uh, yeah, they loved it, Wes. So I'm glad uh, you and... Maybe not your kid as much, but I'm glad you enjoyed it as
2: well. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, Fitty, last flash of the day. Let's get it. It's all right
3: to be a little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile.
4: Life goes on for a little Wow. Didn't get to get to this in the live wire because we were up against it. Wanted to just continue the, the baseball talk. And... If we don't get a team here, I think what happened in yesterday's Rays game is going to be a really hard pill to swallow. Because the Tampa Bay Rays, fifth straight postseason appearance. They had 19,000 fans at their game yesterday. The lowest attended playoff game in a non-COVID year since the World Series in 1919. And Walker, tell me why that is significant.
1: Black Sox,
2: baby.
4: Okay. Okay. So, you know, you had 19,000 fans. And ESPN tried to make it like there was like that place was full. I, it was rather loud for considering what that, that stadium is like during the regular season. But I think that's going to be the hard pill to swallow for the Charlotte people that want a baseball team here. I so like if you bring a winning product, I think this city has proven Panthers, Hornets, FC, the Checkers. People will show up and show out.
1: You know, what's unfortunate is that we understand what maybe diehard race fans are going through. Now, there's not a lot. There's not enough showing up to the stadium. But we can remember when the Charlotte Hornets were all but out of town at that point. They had one somewhat lame duck year where it was still a good team. They were one year removed from the year that they actually got to the conference finals. Yet that baron davis talks about how weird it was because okay we were in the postseason home games we knew that it was it could be the last home game that we ever play in some of those games that they did i think they won a round they actually won their first round series and then lost in the second the year before they left for new orleans and so it's this vicious cycle that contributes to the problem itself when there is enough conversation about the rays possibly relocating and those fans know it, they start to lose interest because they don't want to invest anymore in a team that's just going to leave them in five years anyway, which then contributes to the problem to make sure that they are going to leave the city anyway. It's tough. If there are diehard Rays fans out there, it's got to be tough for you because it only contributes to the problem.
2: Yeah, I think so too, man. But you got to support your team. That's the thing I've always hated when those MLB franchises do that. They win and then get rid of everybody because they don't want to pay people and things of that nature. I think it's straight trash.
1: That's what happened with the Marlins. The team down there in Florida as well. And all right, Fitty, you have one final thing you wanted to say on your Fitty flat.
4: Yeah, because not only did we give away tickets to the Charlotte Roval, I got a family four pack to the 30th annual Carolina Renaissance Festival. I'm looking for caller number three. Be the well, third caller. I thought you were caller.
1: looking for 30th. Not 30th? You would just want to go with the third yeah, caller? Yeah, I don't
4: want to go through 30 <laughs> phone calls. Caller number three. You get a four-pack to go to the 30th annual Carolina Renaissance Festival.
2: All right. We might have to go out there and get some turkey legs, man. That would be my number one objective.
1: So good. By the way, the number is 704-570-9610. Good job, Eddie. 704-570-9610. Be the third caller and win those Renaissance Festival tickets.
2: And feel free to insult 52 if you want to on the call. All right. Well, when we get back, we close this thing down on the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ McDonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken they're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com
1: mission has been to list as many sagebrush locations as possible (laughs) it's been really hard to find sagebrush locations that still actually exist and if we go to the text line there'd be people that say hey there's one in lumberton and then two minutes later wait never mind it closed somebody else would write in hey there's one in this city never mind couple minutes oh psych it actually got closed down five years ago Man, it's tough out here. The ones that I could find, though, apparently there's one right next to Yatkinville. I'm trying to look it up on the map. Right next to uh, Moravian Falls, Miller's Creek, Mulberry, in that area. So there's one there. It's a little bit uh, closer to Winston-Salem. And then the other one that I can see, that's the one closer to Fayetteville. We were talking about that earlier. Those are the only two that I know of that still exist at this point. There are a lot of people that would – somebody would say, hey, we have a location here. Somebody else would say, nope, it closed down. So those are the only two that I could still find on the internet in our hardcore sagebrush search. Mm,
0: Yeah.
4: If we're (laughs) we're going to Fayetteville, we're turning and burning. When I was doing construction, we did a job out there. And now we stayed at a place that we all had our individual rooms, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think the room for the entire week cost? In Fayetteville? For Fay- in Fayetteville. I used to hang out in Fayetteville a
2: decent bit with a friend of mine. Uh, bu- 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 probably where y'all stayed, I'll go $200. All
1: right, that's what I was going to roll
2: with. A whole week, 200
4: that's like, our guest, like a hundred fifty. Oh yeah, we Love were staying it. in like thirty dollar a room. Oh
2: boy, or thirty dollars a night rooms. Chalk lines out when you got to step over stuff to get to your room.
4: There was one time the air conditioning kicked on and it 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 made a smell come out and I thought I was I thought I was dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> what, what do you think I am looking at? Sagebrush's menu. You could get a fillet mignon, if I guess you want to call it that. Sagebrush has fillet for twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, Miss Kitty's fillet. Miss Kitty's Filet, huh? That's what it's called. All right. Signature house season. Yeah, twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> the ribeye is the most expensive. It's twenty five ninety nine. Okay. That's well, good value, if you ask me. No, I know. It is. It's it's
1: very good value. Big, <laughs> Big T, somebody named Big T from NC would know. Yeah. He knows where all the sagebrushes are. <laughs> Looks like there might be one in Dunn, North Carolina. Woo! Thank you, Big T. Well, how much
2: you think a hotel is in Dunn?
1: I don't know. How many hotels do you even think they have? That was so quick. (laughs) One and done, huh? Oh, yeah, let's go. I'm done with you guys. Hit it again.
4: (laughs) The second I saw that, I was like,
1: I got to get a done joke. I mean, but it was so quick, to be honest with you. How in the world? Do you just have your finger hovering over that button the entire time? You just got to make sure the steak's not overdone. (laughs) (laughs) It,
4: It is the drop that I leave. The mouse on over the like the most mm-hmm. that and and probably clown show and then the Matt Rule drop.
1: Um, we do have Cowboy Squirt. He knows is it, look. Cowboy Squirt knows where the sagebrushes are as well. Yeah. He did tell you about how there's got to be bed bugs over there, mm-hmm. Fitty, where you stayed hundred and fifty dollars for a week. Yeah, man. Were you itching after? Because you left we know it? the
2: type of activities that go on at these type of hotels.
4: <laughs>
2: Bed bugs, we're, man. We're, you know, mm. cheap place to orchestrate your business. Uh, yeah, no, it,
1: it can't be. It can't be any good. Um, all right, we have a couple of other texts that I cannot read regarding some of the items that Wes was talking about from Sagebrush. So let's try to move on. We do have some texts <laughs> coming in. Uh, Coach Jeff said the Panthers are done
2: too. No oh.
1: I'm sorry. I can't do the show anymore because all I'm thinking about are done puns. Yeah. That rhymed at least. That was okay. All right. Let's move on a little bit more here. And uh, I guess just to uh, discuss a little bit of the Charlotte Hornets media day takeaways. We didn't really get your thoughts on some of this because you were gone yesterday. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really get a chance to hear some of what your big time storylines were. We thought it was Brandon Miller. I think getting as much love. Would you say the Brandon Miller storyline was the main takeaway from Uh, what everybody was talking about? Yeah,
2: no question. Just the attitude that everybody had when talking about him. There wasn't any canned answers. There was genuine excitement from the players. I think they really liked the select selection that was made uh, by the Hornets. And I think that Terry, like I said, his reaction to me was the most telling of them all. The fact that it's like music or food, man. It's like if you ask somebody to try some food or listen to some music, it's hard to hide a reaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we got from Terry yesterday when we asked him about Brandon Miller. Just the reaction was automatic, happiness, thrilled to have this kid. And the things that they said about him, too, weren't just running the mill. Oh, he's big, he's strong, he's fast. Might as well throw in he's coached well on top of that one. But they just said talked about the pace and different things like that. So I like that. And then just uh, with Mark Williams, man, he seems at ease and he seems comfortable and he seems like he's poised to have a breakout year as well.
1: No, he did. Mark Williams, I thought that was one of my top five uh, five storylines. I did think the top one was, though, Brand Dunn Miller, for sure. I oh. do think that was the guy a lot of people were talking about. All right, let's go to the text line. 704-570-9610. Tar Heel Kevin. Looks like this guy might have even attended a sagebrush. He said, there is one in Dunn, not Fayetteville. You do not want to go. The decor is from the 70s, and the ceiling has white tiles. Like a classroom. I would expect nothing less. I would expect nothing less either. Is there another restaurant that you want to search for outside of Sagebrush that has that same type of feel?
2: Well, I can tell you in Concord alone, what a burger looks like. You step right into the 1980s when you go there to eat, but Lord, the food is great. I'm trying to think if there's still a Bennett's or a Shonies in Catawba County.
4: Shonies. <laughs>
2: When I was working at Shonis. <laughs> About a Western
1: thinking, Sizzler. A uh, Western,
2: Ooh! yes. I remember the Western Sizzler is for the sure. This Western Sizzler. I feel like uh, when you're going towards Monroe, it's, it's not a... No, it, is it Quincy's or Western Sizzler? Yeah, but you can add Quincy's into the mix.
4: There's a Quincy's. Yes, yes.
1: It's, it's back better than ever. Wait, you know what? Just the old school steakhouses. Why are they struggling so much? You know, like. They didn't evolve. What, I, did they not? They why? Didn't why is it? What What happened to the good still old days? It looks like
2: you stepped back in 1982 when you go into these places to eat. They still give you the baked potato wrapped in foil. Uh,. <laughs>
1: What happened to those good old days, man, where you could just go to one of these good old-fashioned, cheaper steakhouses, and now they're hard to find? And the steak is low-key pretty good. I mean, of course it is. Yeah. I'm sure the people cooking back there, they know how to cook a steak. Yeah. You know? I would imagine so, but it just ain't like that anymore. Vinny, it seemed like you had a a theory on why that might be true.
4: I mean, I think it's just because, like, look at the quality of food that you know you're getting when you go to Texas Roadhouse and Longhorn. I'm not a big Outback guy. See, you're tripping on that. We've nah. talked about this before.
2: But I think because steak is held in the light that it's held in, that most people, when they want a steak, especially yep. if you have a little bit of money, you're not thinking about going in one of these places. But I just might to support it. Damn it. I might ride up the Monroe or towards then get get go to Quincy.
1: Alright, now people are writing in Ponderosa. People continue to write in about Quincy's. Oh yeah, Western Sizzlin is what it was. Western Sizzler, Sizzler sounds better, Sizzler damn it. does, But, Western but people then used
2: to say, what was the restaurant that was the Because people used to say that they used to talk about it on Martin and other places That's going right. to
1: the Sizzler. The Sizzler, yes. Uh yeah. it does it it doesn't quite yeah, it does ring a little bit better than what Western Sizzlin does. That'll do it for Wes and Walker. Maybe we go fire Sizzlin.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that joke civil. in there before we end it. All right. And we gone. are done. <laughs> there you go. Yes. No, but boom. What a dismissal. I didn't hear it. All right. He oh, said, said we, we are done. done. Fitty. Hit it. All right. That'll do it. End of Vincent Walker. We will pass it on to the Kyle Bailey show alongside Smoke Ludwig Sports Radio 927 WFNZ.